podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All your KSU gurus are doing game previews. You boneheads sit, bruise, and ride on your ski-doos. Those Boscos work hard for the team they adore. While they interview cats about their buzzer beaters, y'all fend off mosquitoes and sip lima readers. Those Boscos want to give the fans a little more. Sometimes we just want to riff and give our fans a little gift and not have to worry about what we're going to say. Bonehead Mama and Bonehead Paul, we got love for all of y'all. So come on down, it's Free Play Friday. Ooh, Bosco's Boys. Well, come on, boys. The boys are back for another Free Play Friday. And before we jump into it, let's pay some bills just real quick because I need some money so I can bet over at betonline.ag. I tell you what, I I was looking at all the props for Monday Night Football. That is going to be a fun one to bet on. If anyone wants some fun prop bets when you're watching Chiefs versus Ravens or you got the SEC back, you have almost as full a slate of college football you're going to get this Saturday. So get over to betonline.ag to gamble and have fun. They have it all. And also manscaped.com, promo code armchair for 20% off and free shipping. Lawnmower 3.0. You're not going to nick snag or cut your nuts. And also, as we always say, the best boxer briefs in the world. So those are our sponsors. We love them. Go Go over there. We don't have a Patreon anymore. Use your money at Manscaped and BetOnline.ag. Do it. Um, they have great products, truly. I mean, I think a lot of people probably lie about their ads um, because they're being paid. But Manscaped is one that I actually believe in. Um, I mean, outside of the underwear that we hype up every show, because it is truly the best underwear I've ever had. Their products are great. I mean, I can't believe we just got two bags full of like free shit like that. That rules. Oh yeah, and I and I have. Everyone used should get into the podcast business. Everyone should just get into the podcast business for the ads for the free uh, travel bags of Manscaped. Yeah, no, I, and I'll I'll be honest. I have used our own promo code to buy more stuff at Manscaped. I believe in them, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I believe in BetOnline.ag. I've been with other online sports books before and they're not giving us, they're not saying, Oh, Hey, you're sponsoring our podcast. Here's an extra promo code. No, I go over there. They have the best interface for live in game betting. They have far more props and wagers than any other place I've been at. So I truly believe in both those places and use my own money on it. So that's not even part of the ad. We didn't even print off the ad read. I don't even know what we're supposed to say this week. That's how much I believe in both those places. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, couldn't agree more. No one, no one tell our CEO that I didn't print off the ad reads. I don't think he'll give a shit. Um, I hope not. I mean, I need to hook get, up to Ethernet. I think you hook up to the Ethernet. I'm just going to talk to the folks on how this came to be. So, Free Play Friday, we usually get a little weird. I don't, I, I you know, I don't remember the reasoning why we did. Actually, the reasoning why we did it is to get an extra show because we started having ads, because we wanted more downloads, because I'm a greedy capitalistic pig. Um, but this week when I was looking at different stuff for the OU preview, I started looking at the K-State Oklahoma Winspedia page, which is a fun page I look at. And I started looking at stuff on Wikipedia. And I started thinking to myself, you know, K-State fans love to talk about games versus Nebraska, KU, even Texas, um, about, you know, big wins, big games, big moments. And, I mean, when when I really sit down and look at it, I almost think that the K-State-Oklahoma dynamic is the biggest matchup dynamic in the quote-unquote Bill Snyder to present era. And we're going to talk about some of those games. But even before that, I mean, I have no takes on these two games, but the super olds – out in the K-State fan base, love talking about the big wins in the in the 69 and 70 season. I mean, there's videos from those games in the Proud of This House video. Uh, so before we start talking about some of the, like, games and why this dynamic is the way it is, uh, why do you think it is that maybe outside of 2003 it gets its proper due, but you don't really 
hear as much about, you know, the early, you know, the 93 win over Oklahoma. You don't really think about probably even 2012 and 2014 like you should. And some of those storylines are kind of forgotten. I don't know. Maybe it's because that Oklahoma recently has just been so dominant and it seems like there's such a gap between the two programs. But, And I think it has to do with um, probably when the two programs were at their best, we kind of missed each other almost. Um, like the peak of, um, you know, probably Snyder 2.0 or 1.0 was – right at the beginning of basically the rise of Bob Stutes in Oklahoma. And, you know, after that, we kind of went down into mediocrity. So um, we had, you know, Nebraska had our number for all those years and the, the 98 season with the just climactic, finally we got over the hump and we're number one in the nation and it had such a, such an iconic, like it was an iconic win, but it was, Nebraska was, you know, the cream of the crop for so long that, and, and they owned the 90s, that when we were on the way up, um, you know, Oklahoma was really nobody by then. We had kind of, they had fallen off, and we, leading into another question, we kind of replaced them in the Big Eight as, as one of the big three teams, with Colorado, I'm assuming, being the other. So, I mean, we've kind of missed each other, and then, you know, we had one, and they were so dominant against us for so long. I mean, outside of us stealing a period in the nineties and those couple games in seventies and that, that big 12 championship where we finally got some revenge on them. I mean, Oklahoma has beat the shit out of us for 20 years. Um, I mean, we hadn't won in Manhattan since last, I mean, I, I didn't think we were ever going to win in Manhattan. It was since like 96. So I think it's just because the roller coasters of the programs and, you know, we've kind of been up and down while Oklahoma's been since we were, you know, kids so consistently good that it's kind of just hasn't had much of a a fire to it. But I personally, when we play Oklahoma, I kind of feel like they're, and obviously because they're the best team in the conference and they have been for so long, but going back to, you know, the early 2000s, Oklahoma really gets my fire going. It, it, it feels like kind of a Nebraska-type game to me um, because it's just like we grew up in the same conference. We grew up going against these guys um, so often. And it used to be so fun back in the day when there was like an old different north-south and it, you would have a feeling of like, ooh, we got Oklahoma these next two years. And, and you would have that feeling with Texas too, but it was like a different feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's because there was that built-in history with Oklahoma because we've been in a conference with them, you know, going back to the big six days. We've we've been playing Oklahoma just about as long as anyone outside of Iowa State and KU. Um, so there is that entrenched history. And part of that entrenched history that, again, uh, you, you talk to the older fans and the folks uh, pre-Bill Snyder era when you're talking about K-State football, you always hear about how we used to sell – our home games versus Oklahoma and Nebraska back to them. So we'd be playing on the road almost every year to get more money in it. It is kind of this, you know, the folklore of the K-State Oklahoma dynamic. Because again, I think at the end of the day, we, we've only beat them like 20 times and they've beat us like 60. Um, I'm going to pull it up real quick because I, I had it up uh, earlier. So they beat us 76 times. So we've only beat them. 20 times there's been four ties. So it is this folklore about uh, Oklahoma that, you know, they're this mystical figure. And it's like, okay, every win seems to be massive. Uh, like I said, old people still, they'll talk about 69-70 to this day. We'll start talking about some of the specific matchups in our lifetimes. But I do think it is the difference between the feeling you used to feel when you're playing Oklahoma versus Texas is, hey, we have this history and they've always been this Goliath. And unlike Nebraska and Colorado, those old bosses that you had to take over, once you got above them, they seemed to tumble. Uh, Oklahoma, we got above them. We were ships passing in the night twice. You know, we, we passed them on the way up and then we passed them on the way down. 
and uh, they're that big boss that, you know, I, I'm not sure if we'll ever, I mean, what will the ships pass ever again? I don't know. I mean, we've seen Texas. We, we've, we've passed them. We, we've done the song dance with Texas a couple of times uh, where you're not scared of Texas, but uh, they're outside of probably, I mean, I mean, even in 2012, I didn't think we were going to beat them. So I don't know if there's ever going to be a time where I'm, I'm looking, going into the season being like, all right, you know, we're playing Oklahoma this year, but, you know, I'm going to chalk that up to a win. Honestly, there hasn't ever been a time in my um, fanhood and consciousness yeah. that I can recognize where I ever felt comfortable, like, matching up against Oklahoma. Um, I s- still don't fear Texas. Um, anytime we play against them, it's like – I mean, we can beat them. I don't know why they don't have the swagger that they used to, and it's just—I mean, we should have beat them last year. We every every game's pretty much been a toss-up for the past several matchups. But I mean, Oklahoma's always had our number, and it's interesting to think about the beginning of their rise and kind of the beginning of Snyder 1.0's fall. Um, how isn't there more hostility towards Oklahoma? I mean, oh, I, I know 100% the reason why there isn't the hostility there is because despite of what happened in 98, and like I said, I, I've said this a couple of times now, we'll, we'll go through the time period, basically uh, the Bill Snyder era to present, but uh, despite the way Bob Soup's went about it, you looked at Oklahoma's rise in their coaching staff and the way they did it. And I think K-State fans almost kind of felt like, hey, you know, those were our guys and now they're succeeding. So I think that's why there isn't the venom there. That's why there isn't the animosity. And again, uh, I, I, I don't remember the feelings of 2000 vividly. I'm sure there was some, uh, you know, a lot of angst there. But I think any angst that was there went away in 2003 when you did beat them uh, soundly to win the Big 12 title. But I, I truly believe it's because Bob Stoops coached here. The St- all the suits coach here, Mangino coached here, Venables coached here. These coaches that cycled through their program, they have, you know, roots back to Manhattan. So I th- at least that's my opinion why the hostility might not be there. I'd be interested to hear from fans who don't hold a big, you know, hostile uh, bone in their body against OU, why you think that is, because I don't, I don't feel that. It, it was fun to beat them last year, but it wasn't, it wasn't like this bloodthirst before the game that even you would feel like versus even, you know, Oklahoma State, like even some of these teams that you don't put on that pedestal, maybe that's because no one thought we were going to win. So you, you didn't really have that feeling, but um that's at least in my head where it is. What, what, do you think I'm correct a, or do you think there's something else? I just find it interesting because, I mean, when the OU game, we were like nine years old um, in 2000. And, you know, I did a Patreon podcast with uh, Matt Hall, and he talked about um, his experience because he was in college with, like, Nelson, and he talked about his experience of the build-up to the game and um, the feeling of Manhattan um, – during like game week and during that time period and like it was the basically the entire town like hated Oklahoma was absolutely livid um with stoops and basically the entire stadium was boiling from from the get-go and the hatred for them was palpable because we felt like they just fucking stole our entire staff and this was supposed to be us. And they ended up winning the national championship in 2000 with all of our guys. And they take the baton and kind of surpass us in the trajectory. So it's just interesting to me to hear that from someone who, you know, Matt knows K-State football like the back of his hand and he lived it as a student. And it's just interesting to like, why, why didn't it take off as like a much more fierce competition or much closer rivalry, much more heated rivalry when, you know, it seems to me that the evidence is there that, I mean, we fucking hated them. We absolutely hated them for that. And I just find it interesting. We, we, need, we need to get some more old folks in to talk about, to tell us their experiences about, you know, what they remember from the 2000, like the build up to that game, because it really did feel personal for a lot of K-State fans. And to lose that game was like just devastating. 
Well, and I think so. Probably again, if I if I'm trying to hypothesize a little more, again you play them in 2000, 2001. Then all of a sudden you don't play them again until the championship game in 2003, which you won. But then you play them in 04, 05, you lose, and then you you start this long losing streak, and they take off. We or crap. So I think it eventually gets to a point where uh, the rivalry is not there because a you're they don't hate you. There's no part of them that hates you. So it's not right. reciprocated. I went on an Oklahoma podcast uh, just last night for a preview. And those guys are like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we like Snyder. We, we like to see K-State do good. Um, we hope climbing does well, all this type of stuff. So it was a one-way street. And, again, for me, I think I – think, uh, for in, at least in my head, I always looked at that staff. And I'm like, okay, like it sucks what they did in 98. And I remember the 98 Nebraska game, and I remember parts of the 98 Big 12 championship game, but I wasn't at least self-aware enough to develop that hatred. So um, I think coupled with not playing them every year and coupled with, uh, you know, 03 being the last stand and then just falling off after that, I think that's why there isn't this rampant hatred that courses through K-State fans Baines right now at least in our generation and younger yeah that's a good point I mean I didn't think about how we didn't even play them well we played them in 2001 um but well, we yeah, were I, bad. we fell off that year too um well it was only a one point loss in 2001 though. it was one point loss um and that's a great game actually uh, it's it's not as close as it as the score yeah, yeah mean, we but, scored but late and but it's whatever. still just one point we did lose by one point, but yeah, not playing them for a couple of years kind of does soften the blow. But I remember playing them in 2004 um, and being like, oh shit, it's the Oklahoma game. And I mean, we were terrible <laughs> and they beat us easily. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. I, th- I think you're probably right that not playing them every year obviously has a pretty big hand in that. And then of course us not being able to compete with them um, in terms of quality consistently obviously softens the blow too yeah so let's start talking about the bill snyder era and here's my question for you and this again this goes out to all our old older listeners you know the generation of fans before us so he finally beats oklahoma 93 october 3rd 21-7 you have the iconic bill moses snyder uh sooner bondage a, a great great call and, you know, again, I'm not even two years old at this point, so I, I don't have any rec- – like, that's my memory of the game is hearing that call on different videos. Um, and that's the third, quote-unquote, big win for Bill Snyder because he had two versus KU, one in 91 and again in 93 before that game. And I guess maybe you could say, like, one of those non-con games versus Minnesota. I mean, at that point, any win probably feels big. But why doesn't 93 – over Oklahoma, it doesn't even get the hype that even 97 Colorado does when you talk about monumental wins in the big in the Bill Snyder era. I remember someone asked us a question: if you if you had to teach 10 football games to say the history of K State football, I thought about 97 Colorado, I thought about 91, 93, 95 KU, obviously 98 Nebraska, even 2000 Nebraska. I, I think of all these games, but 93 Oklahoma, and that's what, how many years was that? Because 70 was the last one, so 23 years between beating Oklahoma. Why, why isn't that held up? Is it, is, is it the 93 season ended up – hey, it was good, not great? Or yeah, honestly, no, because 93 Oklahoma went 9-3. and three, and, I mean, that was a good team that we beat, and we went 8-2-1. and one. So that's a good question. Maybe because it was already overshadowed by beating KU – in Manhattan, I think for the first time in a really long time. I don't know. Maybe that's also false because, but I know that we did have, he had a very similar, uh, Minch had a similar style call for that game uh, where he dropped about 10 bigs in a row. Um, I think that was on the road. 93 was at home. But the, one, the, the, the big, 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 big Wildcat. I have that, seen, that was, I I've think seen, that was in Lawrence. I've seen the 99 or the 93 VHS tape enough times to know that I'm pretty sure he drops big, 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 like multiple times that season. But yeah, I think that was a calling card, but I, at least 
the the clip I associate that the bit all the bigs versus KU was one when our fans also took down their goalposts. So yeah, I don't know. I think that but, was a calling card for him. Uh, it must have been, but uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question because that was a like a good Oklahoma team, and maybe it's because they were on the way down, but it obviously at the time meant a lot. I mean, we stormed the field, we tore into the goalposts, and Mitch has one of his most iconic lines in his career. So I don't get it. I don't know. There's like a gap, I feel like, between K-State fans and Oklahoma fans. There's just Maybe there's just a mutual respect. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, at, but as you mentioned at the top of the show, so that game also signaled uh, – the quote-unquote passing of the shifts because we fit we end up finishing in front of them four two and one in the conference they were four and three then from that moment on it is Nebraska Colorado K State in some sort of uh, combination and I, I'm clicking through I it's literally until the Big Twelve happens and even then you know Oklahoma doesn't come back until the Bob Stoops era. Um, so I again because of maybe it's because of the highs K State reached during that time frame because uh, Nebraska and Colorado were such a big deal, and then because Oklahoma immediately passes past or goes past us, I I just I, I I'm in shock that we beat them like five straight years, and again that's like something no one ever talks about. Again, it's probably because they suck, but still, thinking back, like, what would you do if, if all of a sudden we, we win tomorrow because this is dropping on Friday, and then the next three years after that, five straight over Oklahoma? Like, what? I mean, it would be shocking. But surely, I mean, it would be more shocking today because the gap between the programs is probably so large, um, and Oklahoma's been – they've won the league how many times out of the last ten years? Like eight, at least eight, yeah, eighty percent. So, I mean, that would be crazy though, and to see like that that does not get more respect because Oklahoma, even in their they were still going to bowl games. point, they were going to bowl games, and they still have an enormous history and an enormous brand back then. So it's shocking. I don't know, and it is interesting that the '93 game doesn't get more like lore. I I never ever hear anyone talk about that game. nobody talks about it no so. one talks about that game and it was clearly like a monumental victory we hadn't beat them in 23 years like that's crazy they were ranked i mean it, i don't yeah, get it it's, it's wild so we keep moving on you, you have those years where you you bypass them and again i think the uh the tipping point the the dynamic between k-state and ou changes forever in a year where we don't even play them uh, 1999 or 1998. Everyone knows the story now. Uh, Bob Stoops goes from Florida up to Oklahoma, uh, gets his old band back together, and uh, you know shit hits the fan, all that type of stuff. Uh, here, here's a question for you because I don't want to relitigate 98 and everything that happened there. I, I'm I'm not in a proper mental state to do that. Here's my question for you. Uh, you know, after that, I think 94, 95 season, whenever it was. Uh, Bill Snyder turns down UCLA. If he goes, I mean, are we bringing Bob to K State and set, bringing him home from Florida? How does that change the remainder of the dynamic? What does that change in the timeline of K State sports? You know, what's that butterfly effect like? I would have absolutely loved to see that. Um, I mean, that's that's a scenario I, I want to play out. I mean, I think Bob Stoops takes us to higher highs. And who knows? You never, you never know. It may not have worked out for him. K State's a unique place. K State is not Oklahoma. But another interesting like side to that is Bill fucking Snyder in LA, <laughs> in LA culture, like trying to recruit five stars. And oh, just how he, he would have failed miserably. Miserably, that probably would have not worked out for him. Yeah, and and again. Uh, I kind of roll my eyes because folks point that out and they're like, oh, he probably left money on the table to stay at K-State. And there's the whole story about the pep rally and all that type of stuff. But here's the thing. K-State gave him something that I think he desired far more than money. And that is 
undisputed, limitless power. He was Thanos. I mean, he was he, Thanos. He was Thanos with with the Infinity Gauntlet. I think that mattered to him more than money. But again, it, it would have been wild. And again, uh, I'm not I'm not going to take today as a day to dump on Bill Snyder. But if he would have left in '94, I think the trajectory and the history of K State football is different, and I think it is drastically for the better. Assuming, Possibly. assuming it's Bob Stoops. Maybe you, though. You, you have to make some assumptions. Because '94. Ninety-four is still pretty early. I mean, we had really just taken off in ninety-three, and it was like we had gotten to what our first bowl game and won our first bowl game in ninety-three was the Copper Bowl. I mean, ninety-five. I mean, so ninety. Ninety-five, so we were elite. That that would have been Bob Stoops' first year. So you end this season ranked in the top twenty. Ninety-four, Bill Snyder, if he goes off to UCLA and we promote Bob Stoops instead of him going to Florida. Oh, well, no. Is my timeline off? When did he go to Florida? He went to Florida after the 95 season. He went to Florida after the 95 season. So, so maybe it was after the 90. I don't know. I, maybe I'm getting my years mixed up. But, but, again, you know, that was the job he allegedly almost took was UCLA. So, if that happens and you promote Bob Stoops, again, you're having to do a lot of what ifs. You know, does Oklahoma ever make it back? That's my next question. Because, again, there is this gap of college football eras where if Oklahoma makes the wrong hire with Bob Stoops, once you start getting closer to turning into the millennia, I mean, just look at Nebraska. They stopped becoming a thing in the late 90s because they never quite made that elite hire. Yes, they had some 9-10 win seasons, but they never got back to being Nebraska. If Oklahoma botches that Bob Stoops hire, I mean, are they just the same, in the same spot as Oklahoma State? How long does Bob Stoops stay? He did leave after the 95 season. He was at Florida 96 to 98. But how long does Bob Stoops stay? Ten years? At Five K-State? years? I mean, but, three? But, think, but think about it. First off, it wouldn't be just three. And, again, we if I really wanted to, I could go back and try to find all the jobs that opened up uh, – after this hypothetical K-State job. But, you know, he's from Iowa. That's where he got he got his start with K well, – I guess with Bill Snyder as a GA and then came to K-State with him. You know, how, how long would it have taken? Because if he wins a national title, assuming he can he, – he gets us over the hump, then that's all it needs to – That's all I fucking need. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that changes the trajectory. So – Maybe he doesn't stay until 2005, like, like Bill did, but I don't think it would have taken that much to change, dramatically change the K-State football program forever because it, that is the single thing Bill Snyder can't get over. And, again, it all comes back to fucking 98. It all comes back to 98 uh, and Oklahoma. It all comes back to the Oklahoma dynamic that he didn't accomplish that one thing that would have taken him as a coach in case as a program to this untouchable level. What would have happened here is, so Bill gets hired in 89, and he leaves, let's say, in 95. So he's there for seven years. He builds us back up. We're on the map. 95, we were legit. I mean, that was an elite team that lost to two other elite teams. We hire Bob Stoops. Bob loves it. falls in love with Manhattan. He he sticks around for nine, ten years. Um, 96 to 05, he gets us a title, gets us to where gets, you know, us two our peak, gets us two titles. And he says, look, I've been here for, I've been here for a decade. Um, I've, I've gotten two titles. There's, there's not much else I can achieve here. Um, I'm going to go take another job somewhere else and experience another, another culture, another job. I'm going to hand that what, sh- what you should do is, AD, whoever that fuck that was in power, hand the, hand the reins off to young Brent Venables. He's one of the next hottest coaches. Um, and then we have Brent until now, and we've won three more titles. It would have changed everything. Yep, see, th- this K-State-Oklahoma dynamic goes deep. So let's move on past 98 and all that type of stuff. 2000, we touched on it. You lose two heartbreaking games. You lose – the game at home that produced the loudest moment in stadium history, and then you lose a gut punch in Arrowhead for a Big 12 title. Um, I think that is 
between those two games and losing by one point in 2001, um, I mean, talk about rewriting history. You get those three games back, again, the whole dynamic between the two programs change forever. I mean, if we get one of those games back, if we get if we get just get the championship game back, or even uh, we did lose to A&M that year, but shit, if we beat Oklahoma in Manhattan – then, I mean, we, we probably would have met them again, obviously. We didn't lose. Who did we – did we lose to any North teams that year? No, but – well, and here's the other thing. That, that loss at A&M, I mean, that came after the Oklahoma game. So, who's to say that if you beat Oklahoma at home that, you know, everything's rolling? Who, who says you fall to A&M? And also, just a stupid loss to A&M. I mean, two Is of it, the most stupid games. They're not ranked. We lost – 26 to 10. It was on ABC. Was it the uh, week after or the no, second week after? We barely beat Tech, right? Yes, barely beat Tech. So you're, you beat Oklahoma yeah, all of a sudden. I think we're national championships there, there too. Bob Stoops is directly correlated to costing K-State at least two championships right there. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, Bob Stoops. I mean, people were talking about wanting to hire him. No, I'm out of retirement, but it's like this guy's getting, a villain. This guy's I, a villain. Why? Why do we have some some bullshit? No, nostalgia. We, some some weird love connection to Bob Stoops. The guy uh, single handedly undermined our chances at a dynasty national titles. When it could have been him. It could have been, been him. Purple with a dynasty, a purple dynasty. And then he cost us in '98 because I, I'm telling you this right now. Win the 98 championship, we win 99, already established 2000, 2001 rebuild, 2002, 2003, more natties. I mean, oh, my God. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Let's skip over that one-point loss, 2001. Let's talk about 2003 because this does get enough play. I think most folks hold this up as probably the number one or number two game in the modern era, probably all time. We've talked about it on this pod before. I remember my dad asked me, okay, hey, do, does, do I want tickets to this game as a birthday gift? And I was like, no, give me gifts because we're going to get our ass kicked. Um, <laughs> you, have, you have the college game day intro. You have Pardon the Interruption. You have all the shows talking about Oklahoma's going to destroy us, one of the best teams in the history of college football. Uh, we go down 7-0 early, and then we just dick stomp them uh, for the remainder of that game. I mean – just what goes through your mind when you think back to the 2003 game? There's not a game I've watched more, probably. Um, man, I don't know. I, I was terrified the whole game. I thought we would have no chance, obviously, as 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 did 98% of the world. But uh, it's got to be – I think it's rightfully held up as probably the best win in school history. Um you know, when you think back to just the game itself, um, not only did we beat the number one team in the country, but to do it in such emphatic fashion, and it just kind of felt like we finally fucking got over the hump. We finally – a game came together for K-State, and it happened. And we – Bill got a – we got a trophy for it. You know, we were able to finally call ourselves champions. And I don't know what other game you would put up against it that actually comes close, maybe Nebraska, just – for the implication of what it meant for the program. But, you know, we all know how that ends. And in the end, that was just a regular season win. So I don't know. It's, it's one of the greatest games of all time. It's got so many good highlights. Darren Sproul is just going off. It, I, I could still put it on today and enjoy it from start to finish. Um, it's great. And it's, but it's so frustrating when you look back, cause it's like, I remember thinking after like, wow, we, we fucking arrived finally. Like we're going to dominate now for the next mm. five, six years. Recruits are going to be pouring in. <laughs> and it just was the exact opposite. We just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the dark period, not just versus Oklahoma where we just uh, end up getting our asses kicked basically every game uh, up until 2012. Um, but just, you, you go through the end of Bill. You go through Ron Prince, where in his own right, he gets a couple big wins versus Texas. But again, that ends. And then you have the rebuild with Snyder again. It, it, 
it is wild to think back to. So you, you beat the best team uh, in college football, just demolish them. And then from that moment on, it was, it has to be one of the quickest demises in college football history because maybe not history, but like modern era, because again, outside of 2001, you throw out 2001, basically from 93 on from 93 to 2003. If you throw out 2001, we're probably, if not top five, the top 10 team in college football over that time frame, only yeah. to from 04 to 2010 be virtually non-existent outside of those two wins versus Texas. Yeah, it's shocking. I mean, truly all, shocking. We did not take advantage roads, of All roads lead back to Oklahoma. We, all we, roads we, lead back to Oklahoma. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know what, necessarily what happened with that fall. I mean, we, did we lose a lot of staff after that? We didn't have a quarterback. Um, it was tough, but it is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of the biggest falls that you could really look at because then we – I mean, Bill, obviously, he, he just didn't really adapt. Um, he needed – he didn't adapt in 04, 05, and then, you know, credit to him, he did say, all right, I'm fucking – I'm going to retire, and then we make one of the worst hires possible. Uh, I mean, okay. I, yes, he's a sociopath. He's an emotional terrorist, all this type of stuff. But Ron Prince ended up being like only three games below 500 in his okay. career at K-State. However, but we could have made – we had other yes. hires available. We, we well, sh- how the fuck did we hire Ron Prince over these guys? He had a binder. But he had a binder. He had a binder, yeah. And he was a smooth talker. He's he a was sociopath. smooth. That's the thing. He's a sociopath, yeah. That's a good point. But uh, I don't even know. I mean – and within those dark years, you know, you got 2004, which just a abomination of a year that deserves no real uh, attention. But 2005 is something that I always laugh at. And I wasn't at this game, but part of, some of my family was. But it's the infamous snap without a punter. Oh, my. Yes, I, mean, I, I was going to bring that up because – First of all, how does that happen? I mean, honestly, like, how does that happen, first of all, like – in so many ways, like the long snapper, how does he not be like, uh, I guess I'm just going to snap it. And then how does not a single person that's in like a position of power relay this to someone that can call a timeout? Did no also, one see? Wasn't that not the, a like the, bomb, the bomb went off before the game? Wasn't that that game too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All roads but, lead back to Oklahoma. But I feel like there are probably players, like a bunch of players, players on the sidelines like laughing out there like we're just getting absolutely shamed by Oklahoma and probably half the team was just like what the fuck is going on there's no punter I mean how does that happen genuinely from a give me a rational reason of how that could possibly happen there is none there's no reason <laughs> and and it's, and it's not like you're in a situation where the punter was thinking we're gonna go for it I mean we're deep in our own territory like it, it went on for a safety like yeah, it's, that's just wild. No, yeah, no, it's no else is, awful. No, it's wild. Else is wild about this. This road doesn't lead back to uh, Oklahoma. This is Texas. Of course, they win the Rose Bowl National Championship that year. Do you remember the score in the Big 12 Championship game? They played Colorado. Colorado was 5-3 uh, and three in the Big 12 that year. What year was it? This was uh, the 2005 season. Uh... It was pretty bad, wasn't it? 70 to 3. I, I thought it was – I was going to say 70, but Jesus Christ. I mean, that's absurd. Yeah. So, so, God, so the North was so bad. The North was oh. so bad for a huge stretch. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was bad. That year, uh, every single team in the Big 12 North uh, – so Colorado was 7-6, Missouri 7-5, Nebraska 8-4, Iowa State 7-5, KU 7-5, K-State 5-6, and, and it's just because we all beat up on each other. KU um, seven and five. Amazing to hear that. Yes, that's wild. So let's hit fast forward. Let, let's go keep going. Again, all roads lead back to Oklahoma. The 2011 season is happening. Uh, you know, the cardiac cats here. And all of a sudden, it looks like it's a guarantee. Game day is coming back to Manhattan, Kansas. We beat the shit out of KU, I believe it is. 
the week before. I, I guess I have uh, – I can pull it up real quick. Uh, 2011, geez. So, but, but, you know, we're getting ready, and you're having the cardiac cats here. You're thinking, all right, Big 12 championship, it's on the line. We're, yes, we just beat the crap out of KU. We're ranked 10th in the country. And then, of ah. course – Oklahoma, it was going to be a top 10 matchup. Oklahoma loses by three to Texas Tech, costing us college game day coming to town. So what do you remember about that Saturday? Because that game happened after the K-State-KU game. What do you remember, if anything? I was so so pissed because, I mean, we were at K-State at the time. And, I mean, we hadn't had college game day in Manhattan since 2000. And yeah. I was so fucking pumped. Uh, I mean, the whole town was absolutely buzzing. And I just remember being so pissed off at Oklahoma because, I mean, it was it was guaranteed. I mean, there were people like journalists tweeting like, well, Oklahoma just fucked it up. We're going to have to go somewhere else. So, um, I mean, I was pissed. It was still a huge game, though. And I guess it's probably for the best because they ended up completely splitting us open after in the second half. And it was but, ended up being but- a – an but embarrassing just, loss, but but if they come in undefeated and it's yeah. game day, is it a different story? It one hundred percent is a different story because he, he, here's my take on it: Oklahoma, they were they that like refocused them. Yes, you know they were embarrassed, all that type of stuff. So I think it's closer. I think the hype's there, and also uh, before that game, there was a pregame scuffle before the game on the field as we ran out of the tunnel, and that was also the introduce like the introductory of the family piece of wood, I believe. I believe that, or at least that's when it came into my uh, consciousness, this this piece of wood. And I, I just remembered a scuffle and I was so hyped. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then just get absolutely dunked on. 58-17. We didn't get dunked on though. I mean, like it was a close game. And in the second half, like we started with the ball, I'm pretty sure just down seven. And then we fumbled on the first series, well, yeah, I think I mean, it was it was a wrap ever yeah, since then. But, like, it was a close right. game. We were winning. We missed a field goal that was, like, pretty crucial in the, at the end of the first half. And then it was, like, we just fucking imploded in the second half and we could yeah. not do it, anything. It, it was, was it ended up being embarrassing, but it was, like, a great first half. I remember being, like, pretty pumped and it was loud as shit. But, yeah, they ended up kicking our ass. Yeah, it was 23-17 at, at half. So – yeah, so that happens, of course. You know, you lose out on college game day. And then, let, again, here, here is one of the best memories I have. Again, fast forward to 2012. Again, we, we remember how the 2011 season ends. Um, and then you fast forward 2012. We absolutely steamroll Missouri State and Miami. Kind of sleepwalk North Texas, but it's a win. So then you have – this matchup, this nighttime matchup on Big Boy Fox again. I think this is, might be the first year that Fox Network Television is doing Big 12 games. So you, you have this game, and then all of a sudden you find a way to win. And before that game, I think Bob Soups had like just this – like he had won more Big 12 titles than he'd lost home conference games or something wild like that. Yeah. What do you remember from that 2012 game? Um. I just remember being like completely awestruck that we won. I mean, it was surreal. I I didn't think we would have really any chance. I mean, every time we go to Norman, we get absolutely dismantled up until then. And I just didn't quite – I thought we were a good team, but I didn't believe that we were as good as we ended up being. Like, I mean, I never really believed that we could actually compete for a national championship until that night. And we just, you know, Colin Klein, that was when I was like, damn, Colin Klein truly is like a presence. I mean, that guy. Chris Harper. That, that Chris Harper. Yeah. Like, catch. Arthur Brown decapitating that guy. Our defense was stout. And it was like, all right, we can fucking do this. But every game that followed that for me was just like pure terror. Because I was just like, when are we going to. When are we going to drop shoot, one? Is, yeah, is, when's the shoot going to drop? But, I mean, and really we didn't until we were so 
banged up and we caught a team that was honestly better than their record showed. But um, it was fucking amazing. I, I, I watched it, I think at my brother's house or my brother's friend's house. And we were just drinking like fish because we were all so nervous. Like it was, it was insane, but I think I ended up, I don't know. That was definitely a different night because I would have been way too drunk. But I, one night after like a big game, I was in Topeka and I was watching it and I like drove home to like meet the team <laughs> in Manhattan because it was, I was so hyped. It might've been West Virginia, but it was crazy. I mean, I was shocked, completely shocked mainly. Yeah. So I, so that night I had, we, we were on 1421 Yuma. We were grilling all day. We were drinking uh, Coors heavy, the banquet beer, throwing the football all day. So much nervous energy. And that I remember. so nice. Yeah. And I, re- I remember, shout out to Brandon Vylander. Um, he tackled me over a, my, my dad's old blue recliner after one of the touchdowns. And it was just, it was just a wild night. Shout out to Vaughn. Uh, he, he was living with us at that point. It was just, I mean, it, that was the peak. I mean, that was, for a, for an away game, that was like the peak of college for me. That that improbable win, and uh, and and at that moment, you're like, Colin Klein is going to win the Heisman, and we're going to win the national title. We went from being 15th to seventh. That next week, we just demolished KU, and then had the squeaker versus Iowa State, and then that West Virginia game you're talking about. We had the big win, Alabama loss again that season, just wild. And of course, all Rosley. That game was so scary. I was – I've never been more nervous for a game than West Virginia. Well, and I don't again – And then it was just like, oh, God. Yeah. We are different leagues. Yeah, demolish them. And then, of course, all roads lead back to Oklahoma because we lost to Baylor and shared that title with them. Motherfuckers. Yeah. But that doesn't bother me. Honestly, I don't care about sharing titles. No, but. I, I don't care. That that But that game probably – don't you think that game – that or the Texas game that clinched the Big 12 title, one of those two games is the peak of Bill Snyder 2.0, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma was definitely a better and more impressive win. It was really fun winning or beating Texas at home. Even though I was, like, depressed, kind of, that was a pretty cool game. It was a fun atmosphere. I mean, opening up on their first series with a pick six, Nigel Malone. That was loud. That was that was loud. And then the Willie being on top of the press box was pretty goddamn loud too. That was fun. And that reminds me, it takes me back to two thousand eleven watching uh the Miami game at your house. Oh yeah. And just being like, it's they're gonna fuck us. Like I was like, they're gonna call it a fucking touchdown. There's no way. There's no way they were reverse this just because we have this we've been burned too many times before. Oh yeah. But they did. That was a fun one though. Yep, so then again in 2013, um, catch this, we were favored to win that game by four, hosting Oklahoma. What? Yes, we were favored. Uh, Oklahoma had lost, I think, maybe two games before. Um, I'm pulling up their schedule. No, they, they, they hadn't. I, I have no idea why we were favored. We were favored by four. I have it, I have it pulled up right in How front of How is that possible? We were not. I, we were well, not good. We had just beat TCU, Texas Tech. I mean, we were on a winning streak. I mean, we were on a winning streak. So That's we were still on a really game. surprising. Yeah, it, it was stupid. We shouldn't have been. So, again, that is a wild game. Uh, you know, it's 21-24 uh, at halftime, and then we end up losing by 10. Again, it's, it's one of those games where you're close at halftime. And, again, we don't get – we went in 14, but even after 14, you have a handful of games where you're close versus them, but you can't quite get over the hump. Um, what I remember from 2013 is it was, like, extremely cold. Yes. And there was, like, maybe 38,000 people there. Yeah, I think was, it was on Thanksgiving break, so, like, less than half the student section was there, and Tyler Lockett just went insane. Yeah, I know. Like, almost 300 yards. Yeah, he had a great game, and then after that, I was frozen. I was all chapped up. I remember I drove to Kansas City for the uh, Sporting KC uh, Western <laughs> Western Conference final game versus or Eastern Conference, whatever. Yeah, it's Eastern Conference 
versus Houston or New England. I can't remember. So that was a long, cold day of sports for me. So then 2014, um, again, a season where I think even I sometimes forget we were playing for the big uh, share of the Big 12 title in the final game of the season. College game day was there. Uh, you upset Oklahoma 31-30 where they had a game where their kicker just botched the game <laughs> and, and talk about like de- massive defensive plays and decapitations, all this type of stuff. What do you remember about that uh, K-State-Oklahoma game? Uh, we were ranked 14th going into it. I didn't think we were going to win, but I, I watched that game predominantly almost uh, by myself the entire day in Topeka. I don't know where my parents were, um, but at their house. Um, and then I think uh, Blake Bell also had a fumble that game as well. So what do you remember from that 2014 game and what that propelled to be probably one of the most low-key big seasons uh, that K-State has had? I don't remember much. I, rem- I do remember being in Topeka and being at my friend's house and, like, being in his basement and, and just remembering, like, right before the kickoff. I was like, oh, K-State plays. <laughs> Whoops, let's turn this on. And – I mean, there's really not a lot to remember from that game other than didn't it Daniel McDaniel have a pick six on, like, the five-yard line? Yeah. We just, like, snatched her out and just, like, took two steps and he was in the end zone. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to win at all. Um, I think uh, Gronk had, like, a nice jump pass that went for, like, 60 yards that got talked about because they thought he broke some rules or some bullshit. And Waters just, like, broke his body and still had a gritty uh, game on the ground, too. So, again, a a massive win. Uh, I think Oklahoma fans probably point to that game as as a low point. They end up only going five and four in the Big 12 that year, um, which, again, it's wild to think of that as a low point. But, again, we have that game, and that propelled us back into the top ten uh, for a couple weeks before we end up losing to TCU as uh, being seventh in the nation. They were sixth uh, before we got back up to nine and lost to Baylor. I think why that season gets forgotten is because we lost to every good team that we played pretty much. Um, I mean, we lost to Auburn, Baylor, TCU, and UCLA. UCLA and yeah. We couldn't really ever get over the hump in, in that season. Um, it, it was, I mean, we were. It was a good team, but um, it wasn't a great team. And in the end, the record showed. But hell, we were competing for a championship until the very last day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think that was a fucking maddening year. That was when like we it were. It was a at, frustrating year. We were at like the peak of the most cushiony defense you could possibly have. Where it was just like I knew we weren't gonna fucking beat Baylor before the game started because it was just like every single play we'd be 10 yards off and we just didn't give ourselves a chance. That shit drove me crazy and I'm glad it's over. Yep. So then 2015, again, you you start off with three wins. You have the heartbreak in Oklahoma state. You have heartbreak at home versus TCU. Then you just get absolutely fucking blitzed zero to 55 this is the earliest i've ever left a k-state game i left at halftime to drive home to so i could catch the majority of the royals game because they're in the alcs versus the uh toronto blue jays on tv i left after I left the at first quarter <laughs> i left after the first quarter easily yeah. the earliest i've ever left but i was staying at your brother's alan's house that night because i had to like do clinicals the next day so i was like fuck it there's no reason we're down 21-0 immediately i'm pretty sure so i just walked to allen's and like studied and watched the royals the rest of the night so it ended up being fine i was able to just kind of bury that game in my uh subconscious but yeah that was ugly that was really bad uh so the next season 2016 a nine one again uh, Unlikely nine-win season finishing just outside the top 25. Uh, lose 17-38. I don't have a single memory from that game. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Honestly, I don't have any single memory of the 2018 game either, to be completely honest. I don't think I watched it. We'll get to 2018 in a second. So uh, 2017, again, 
this is I think I think it this it was this game where I started getting really really down on the future of Bill Snyder. And again, I think part of that was 2016, but that 2017 game, I mean, we blew it. I mean, we we blew it. We it's not as bad as that. Uh, was a TCU was TCU the year before where we had like the biggest second half meltdown oh ever. God, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, that was that was 2015. That was 2015. Was it or was it 2018? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 15 because we had fucking Joe Hubner and I was just so oh, angry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but again, that's that's two times like in two years because the whole stat was oh when Bill Snyder's up at half. He wins games. So, do you, what? The only thing the the burned in image for me for 2018 was kicking the field goal to tie the game. Or not 2018, 2017. The burned in image for me was kicking the field goal to tie the game or doing something to tie the game, and then Oklahoma just working <laughs> it down the field, and then they just bust the long play for a oh, touchdown run. That, that almost run around the edge. That almost uh, it should have been a loss, which would have made it a very tough field goal. So, woof. That was. Yeah, that that's when the point. I was at the point where I was just like, I don't care about K State football anymore. I'm unhappy. Well, so what that what that point might have been for us, folks who have been listening to Bosco's voice for the entirety of the show, the 2018 game versus Oklahoma. I think we didn't even do a game review. I think we ranted about how bad we were, and then we played a taped interview we had uh, to kick off basketball season. I don't that think that sounds we, right. I mean, there I think was no reason just, to talk about that game. It was. Yeah. I didn't even watch it. I'm pretty sure I did not watch the game because it was like, why? What's the point? It's over. Bill is done, and I mean, we can't even field like. The, the the talent gap was like beyond insane. I remember getting a text like from my Oklahoma buddy, and he's like, "Dude, what is what's going on in Manhattan? Like, this is not good." Yep, and, and then and then we we get to last year, twenty nineteen. We've talked about that again. I think I think it should get more play as being a massive win in the history of the program. Again, it was a top five win. They were favored by you know twenty eight. It was one of the biggest Vegas upsets we've ever had. They end up in the college football playoff, the only team to make the college football playoff with a loss. Um, just a wild game. Skylar Thompson just going crazy. The uh, the onside kick that wasn't at the end of the game, Mo Bamba. I mean, that was just – I mean, amazing. I, I'm so happy that that game fun. occurred. It was fun. It made me feel younger. Um, it, it got us back really into the top 25. Enjoyed well. like everything about that day. Got us back in the top 25. It added a lot of pressure for the next week's game when we had to go to Lawrence. It was fun. I mean, it, yeah, it, it was great. And it, it had me, it gave me a lot of uh, confidence going forward with the staff because, you know, half of this shit is just mentality and when you can get games like that under your belt to build on it's only going to help yeah i i agree with you uh, i agree with you big what time will 2020 bring yeah again i we, we did our game predictions i i don't I, can we I, add another crazy story to this I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, but again, I didn't see it last year. I, I didn't see it in 2014. I didn't see it in 2012. I didn't see it in 2003. So uh, anytime we win, it's going to be improbable. Um, but anything can happen. That's why you play the game. And I guess how I want to end it, I say all roads lead back to Oklahoma. What are the future roads going to look like? Um, with, with the trajectory Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch have, going in Oklahoma and what we hope the trajectory is in Manhattan. Um, I hope that the road eventually leads not to Oklahoma, but to Arlington, because I, I'll tell you this, I, I would love to get back into a big 12 championship game and, you know, the, the rubber match, you know, we played them twice in big 12 championship games. They got one, we got one. Uh, I, I would love to get to a point where we're having to talk about, okay, you're going to play OU twice in a season can you grab one of them and will it be the more important 
And neutral site games are so much fun, especially if they're, you know, high stakes. To be in Arlington, I think it would be a great matchup. I, I would absolutely kill for that. So hopefully we can do it um, probably next year, you know. We'll, I think we'll be there. But, you know, hopefully at least by next year we can get folks back into stadiums and get back to normal somewhat. Yeah, definitely. So that was our free play Friday. Uh, you know, a, a look behind the curtain. Uh, we just kind of had some bullet points. This was one of our most loose, uh, you know, outlines we've ever had. So let us know if our rants and ramblings and wormholes were too much for you guys. Let, let us know how you like this kind of unhinged, we hit record and just start talking version. Uh, before we sign off again, head over to betonline.ag for all your online wagering needs. They're the exclusive online sportsbook of the Armchair Media Network and manscaped.com, promo code armchair for 20% off uh, your entire purchase and free shipping. Again, show me uh, your bet slip from Bet Online or a receipt from Manscaped. I might send you a koozie. Uh, you know, Grant, what'd you th- how, how do you think this went? And then close us out because I'm done talking. And I think it went well. Um, yeah, <laughs> it went fine. It went a lot better than I thought it was. I mean, we fucking dragged it out to like an entire hour. I thought we would get maybe 40 minutes. Gonna be- but, um, yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, this podcasting stuff is pretty easy. Just give me some bullet points and we can have a conversation. No big deal. That's what Free, free Play Friday is all about, baby. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, we We might be – uh, talking to some uh, different folks inside the athletic department the next couple Fridays, uh, working on some details of that. But if that comes to fruition, I think it'll be fun uh, to talk to some folks behind the scenes at K-State. So uh, stay safe. Have a good weekend. Guys, I, I'm just going to say, if it is ugly tomorrow, don't melt down. Just have a little composure this week. Agreed. Please. Please. Meet me. Meet me. Meet me at the county. Richard Swift, for John and Bill, for every gift lifted far before its will. Judy and Smith, for Berman too, I've met the myths hanging heavy over you. I loved you long, you rose to go, beneath you songs, perfect angels in the snow. So time to stay.
Social Podcast Network.